can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome to another bonus episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored. I'm your host and resident mythbuster, Joanna Fleming. In these bonus episodes, sometimes with the help of a special guest, I'll be answering your common beauty questions so you don't have to go digging for the answers yourself. Okay. Oh God, one of my favorite guests of all time and just favorite people to follow on Instagram. If you don't just follow TeganMack.skin <laughs> on Instagram, you are missing out. Gotcha. Sometimes your stories genuinely make me laugh out loud. Well, that's the idea. It's good to keep everything a bit more light and fun because, yeah. you know, the beauty world can get a bit serious at times. Too many it rules. Can. Too many rules. Absolutely. So you are a skin therapist. You obviously I work am. out of your clinic, Tegan MacDoc Skin. So today we, well, today you're joining me for a bit of a MythBuster episode. Yes. And we're going to talk about exfoliating sensitive skin. Now, you know me quite well. You know what my skin is like. You've done treatments on me before. I have. I've got rosacea, which would fall under that category of like a a sensitive skin concern, yeah. but I still yeah. exfoliate. So let's talk about sensitive skin, feeling like you shouldn't exfoliate because that's generally what we get told. Yes. What are your thoughts? I think just with sensitive skin in general, I think everyone is so scared to do anything wrong and that if you've got sensitive skin, you've got sensitive skin for life. And I think that's kind of the first myth that needs to be busted. Just because you're sensitive it doesn't mean you have to have a boring skincare, you can't exfoliate and everything's going to set you off. Yeah. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I guess, if you've had a reaction to something and that's why you're sensitive, that's kind of a different thing. So in today's podcast, we'll kind of differentiate between the two because if you just think you're generally sensitive, then yes, I definitely think you can incorporate some exfoliation. If you've had a reaction and your skin's freaking out, then that is when you should definitely not exfoliate until you correct that issue. Yes, absolutely. So kind of what we're referring to there, I guess, would be sensitive skin versus sensitized skin. Yes. Which people might have heard in past episodes or seen on our YouTube channel. So let's talk about sensitized skin firstly. How would you categorize that? So if your skin is sensitized, something's happened to impair your barrier. And I think that term impaired barrier is becoming a bit more well-known now. I know clients are coming to me saying that they think they have an impaired barrier, which is good that people kind of know what to look out for. So putting on a product and everything makes you sting or tingle. Products that used to feel fine all of a sudden don't. Mm. Or your skin always feels tight or, you know, you get oily, but you're getting dry patches as well. They're all clues that your barrier is impaired and you need to figure out what's causing it. And in the meantime, stop all those products that you do suspect would be impairing it, particularly exfoliating. Because if that barrier is already cracked, Mm. the last thing you want to do is buff away even more skin, open up those cracks and make your skin even more vulnerable. Absolutely. Definitely second that. And sensitive skin, how would you say that differs to sensitized skin? Sensitive skin, I would say just a tendency to be a bit more picky with skincare. Mm -hmm. It doesn't like the aggressive route. 
less is more, skin might be a bit thinner, you might have a skin condition like eczema, rosacea, that type of thing, where you just need to be a little bit more careful. But with the right product, you should definitely be able to have some kind of exfoliation. It might be different to what all your friends are doing using, you know, scrubs and exfoliating cleansers every single night, but it doesn't mean you can't exfoliate in some way or another. Or use a retinols. There are sensitive retinols for sensitive skin. And I think a lot of people think that all that stuff is a big no-no, but you've got rosacea and you've got an exciting skincare routine with heaps of different steps. You just have to figure out what you can use. Exactly. Yeah. So for anyone that doesn't know much about exfoliating, what does exfoliating actually do? Exfoliating is removing a buildup of dead skin cells off the surface. So we all have dead skin cells that sit on the surface. Our skin will naturally shed those cells off eventually. Ideally, it's like a 30-day cycle. But sometimes doing a bit of exfoliation can help brighten the skin. It can help unclog the skin if you get a tendency to get congestion. It can mean the products you put on after exfoliating absorb better. So there are lots of benefits to exfoliating as long as you're doing it in a way that's assisting the skin rather than taking away from the skin and leaving it vulnerable, dry and yeah, not good. There's a few different kinds of exfoliants, probably the key ones being our physical exfoliants or scrubs, then got our chemical exfoliants and then we've got enzymatic exfoliants. What's the best type of exfoliant for our sensitive skins? I would definitely say enzymes. Mm. So enzymes target dead skin that's ready to come off and leave everything else alone. It's so weird how they do that. Like, how do they know? I know. (laughs) It's just like munch, 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 dead skin. That's all it wants. That's all it targets. Yeah. A chemical exfoliant will kind of wipe out a layer, regardless of if it needs to be exfoliated or not. And then physical, of course, is just like mechanically sanding back or scrubbing the skin. That chemical and physical is what you would definitely be the most cautious with if you were sensitive. Enzyme exfoliants are much more controlled. And is there a particular way we should be exfoliating sensitive skin? And I'm thinking more down the line of frequency. Like if we've got sensitive skin, should we only be doing it once a week or is it safe for us to be doing it every day? I would say once a fortnight, if all you can do is once a fortnight, that's fine. Ooh, once that's a fine. Fortnight. Okay. Then yeah. once you're yep. comfortable with that, once a week. If it's the type of product like that's intended to be once a week, like a aspect fruit enzyme mask or a peel pad or something. Mm-hmm. If it was something like an exfoliating cleanser, like a peel pad type of thing, things that are intended to be more often used, then you might play around with using it a bit more frequency, but you just judge it on how does your skin react. Mm -hmm. If you exfoliate and your skin goes red, but that's the extent of it, the next day you're fine, you're not dry, you're not more sensitive, then I would say, okay, your skin reacted, it went flush. Some skins do that. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But if you exfoliate the next day your skin kind of maybe breaks out, it feels red, it dries up, that's when I would say, okay, you need to slow it down. But there are also kind of ways outside of the box that you could think about exfoliating. Like you might put on something like the Aspect Fruit Enzyme Mask and instead of massaging it in, making it ball up, you just put it on like a mask, wait 30 seconds and wipe it off. Yep. Or put a exfoliating cleanser on like a mask for a minute, don't scrub it in rinse it off and take those baby steps to actually use the product properly 
when when you're ready and you've kind of checked that your skin the next day and the days after look better and not worse. Yeah, and you can also buffer those products as well, like something like Liquid Gold, which is obviously a very popular product, applying like a a moisturizer on top of that straight away is just going to reduce how hardcore it is, I suppose. Or applying it and then just taking it off again. Or yeah, applying it on top of probiotic mask or something like that. So kind of thinking of different ways that you can use it other than kind of the directions on the pack Mm -hmm. just to ease yourself into exfoliating again. Now I'm very prone to vascularity being a rosacea sufferer over here. Very red. I've got a lot of blood flow in these cheeks Mm. of mine. So speaking of that, are there any exfoliants that we should avoid if we've got sensitive skin? I would say if you're prone to rosacea and a lot of redness, an exfoliant that doesn't require as much mechanical movement, so massaging it in, because massaging alone will increase the blood flow, Mm. would be better. So definitely I would kind of steer clear of scrubs. Mm. I would say a chemical or an enzyme type of product would be better because you aren't adding that extra factor of massaging the skin. Mm -hmm. You're just letting the product sit you remove, you know, you could put something cold on afterwards. Yep. I always say follow up any kind of exfoliation with hydration. Otherwise, you're just going to feel smooth for like 24 hours and then you go back to feeling dry. There has to be hydration or calming afterwards to kind of seal the deal, like conditioning after shampooing. Yeah. And you want all that hydration to actually get in. And that's why we exfoliate is to make sure all our products can get in. Exactly. After exfoliating is the perfect time. Exactly. So in terms of chemical exfoliants, obviously glycolic acid is a very popular ingredient. Yes. If you're more sensitive, would you tend to recommend to your clients to start with something with a lactic that's a little bit hydrating? It's, you know, a larger molecule obviously not as irritating yeah it doesn't absorb as quickly because of that larger molecule size yeah lactic is definitely a bit more gentle bit more hydrating but I would always say start off with an enzyme before you go to something Mm acid-based then maybe start looking at a lactic then maybe looking at a glycolic or looking at products that are removed and don't stay on the skin yeah that way you're just shortening or controlling the amount of time that the product's actually working on the skin before you decide to use a retinol that has a lactic in it yeah or an enzyme that's mixed with a lactic or a glycolic you know layering all those acids will just kind of take everything to a next level so just slow it down be gentle (laughs) be gentle (laughs) joe and in terms of devices you and i have both Mm. enjoyed foreos i've got a foreo luna oh yeah i think in my shower do you recommend cleansing devices for sensitive skin If so, which ones and why? I would say be careful with adding that extra element. Like how we were saying that extra element of massage can bring more redness to the skin, more abrasion. Yeah. The Foreo has the bristles. It also has that sonic vibration. I would be really careful with that. Mm. Your skin doesn't need to be overstimulated every single time you cleanse. But if you are really wanting to use something like a Foreo, You would first get comfortable with your exfoliants and your cleansers, feel like your skin's predictable, you know how it reacts. Then you could try using it without turning it on and just manually brushing it over the skin and then work your way up to turning it on and having that sonic vibration. But the best marker is just looking at how your skin reacts 
People can get very confused, very overwhelmed, but your skin will tell you if it likes it, if it doesn't like it. So you'll know if, if you're waking up every day still feeling dry, still feeling sensitive and you're like, oh, but all my products are fine. Well, clearly something's not fine. You're still doing something that's upsetting it. So base it off your skin's reaction. If there's no reaction, you feel great afterwards and in the days afterwards, then even if it goes against the typical rules for sensitive skin, you might be fine with it. That's what you make your decision off, that you actually respond well. I think people need to get to know their skin better because yeah. that's how I base my routine. Like that's how I structure my routine during the week is by knowing how my skin's feeling. I kind of look at it in the mirror, yeah. see whether I'm feeling hydrated or dry. And then I decide what I'm going to use that night. I don't really have like a structure. Like my skin's yes. feeling a bit sensitive. I'm not going to go and put my retinol exactly. on just because it's retinol night. So I think people need to just get to know your skin a bit more. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's where people get carried away they get carried away with the rules oh but you aren't allowed to use this and that at the same time like you can't use vitamin c and retinol yeah <laughs> okay but when you use it does anything go wrong everyone's skin Do will you be feel different. like you're getting a benefit like that's the answer right there don't get caught up in someone else's routine or what people say yeah just read your own skin that's the key. And if you feel like your skin's freaked out or you might have overexfoliated and you've got sensitive skin, yeah, what do you usually do or what do you recommend? I recommend professional LED, professional mm. near infrared LED and a Societe peptide mask. Oh, That's all you need. Great recommendation. That's the answer. I'd have to add to that the La Roche-Posay Cicaplast B5. I rely on if my skin's freaking the f- out. Yes, yeah. very popular. Always have an emergency kit. Have yep. your little emergency kit. Have a box of sheet masks in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Keep it in the fridge. That'll take the heat out of the skin. Ultra hydrating. You've got the LED to speed up your recovery. The shorter amount of time that we can get your skin out of that impaired phase, the better. So as soon as someone's like, oh my God, I've had a chemical reaction or I've used this product and I've broken out, LED in a sheet mask. Mm. Do it every single day. You know, you can do LED 48 hours apart. You can do a sheet mask every day. Get your skin out of that hazardous phase as quickly as you can so that you can help the skin recover and then you'll get back to... I've had impaired barriers from chemical burns. LED in a sheet mask, you wouldn't even know seven days later that I had it because mm. I've committed to that recovery. And speaking of um, yeah. of treatments, uh, we've kind of finished talking about exfoliating, but mm. you're getting married on the weekend. <laughs> I'm getting married next Saturday. Next wow. Saturday. I know, Woo! I know. Um, so I have to ask, what treatments have you been doing in the lead up to your wedding? Laser Genesis, which I know you love. Oh, That has oh, been... Yes. A lot of people don't understand it. Yeah. And I know the price of it can sometimes be like, uh, but I'm telling you that has kept my very hormonal breakout prone skin the clearest it's been your skin looks great it looks great I don't have any foundation on right now yeah that LED wow that's pretty much it LED laser genesis I'll do a sheet mask the night before drink lots of water yeah any exfoliating the night before what products do you think you'll use I will probably do like a cosmetics pure enzyme yes maybe on Thursday. Okay. But then that's kind of it. Because once my tan's on. Yes. You don't want to exfoliate that I'm not exfoliating. I'm just hydrating. Yeah. So no peels too close to the day Mm -hmm. because I don't want my makeup to shed. But yeah, I've I've got a very strong game plan in place. And so far, it's all working very well. Well, we can't wait to see the photos from the wedding. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I'll get Johnny to do a sheet mask as well. (laughs) 
Oh my girls will do a sheet mask. Yeah, we're all going to be glowing. I even thought about bringing my LED oh, home. That's you where should've. I'm at right now. Morning Everyone, of the wedding. Line up. Lay down. LED. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> LED is the answer to everyone's problems. If everyone has peptide masks and LED, their skin will be so strong, so healthy. Oh, favorite products. My knuckles just cracked. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting very into this She's conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me no once again, problem. Tegan. You can obviously go and find Tegan on Instagram, teganmack.skin. God, you joke. Come on. Instagram? This is my, what, fifth is podcast? Teganmack.skin. Yeah, Join yeah, us. Yeah, Join right. us at teganmack.skin. Yeah. You need to. God She's joke. hilarious. She's fabulous. Oh, you just need to follow stop. her. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.